Welcome to The Word This Week, where we believe that the Bible is more than just words on a page. They are the words we live by, and it's pretty cool too. We invite you to join us as we read through the Bible together this year. Welcome back to The Word This Week. I'm your host, Brian Vaughn, and this is episode 35. Mm -hmm. Hey, Jimmy. Hi, buddy. How are you? I'm so glad that it's just it's the just the two of us this we morning. We can make it if we try, <laughs> and we will try. Yes, you know I've I've been thinking uh, about my reading the past couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and in um, thirty five episode thirty five feels yeah. like we've been in this thirty five weeks. Yeah, it's pretty significant. And, uh, and I've been doing really well. Mm-hmm. I feel like until the last couple of weeks, and. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just a it's a crazy time just for yeah for my ministry. I know you've just had a big event absolutely yeah and uh, and reading through. So I was just thinking about the idea of you know what do you do mm-hmm. when you you set a goal you want right. to want to do something like read through the Bible mm-hmm. and you have to stay pretty consistent sure if you're gonna if you're gonna make it through sure and, uh, but what do you do when it gets crazy busy you know I mean the word labor of love comes to mind I mm-hmm. think you know you know that it's it's the same with any discipline. You know, uh, I'm trying to uh, walk every day. I have a goal of yeah. walking for an amount of time every day. And uh, and then sometimes when it's busy, I look at how many steps I've had. I'm like, well, if, I, you know, if it's a busy day and I can't fit it in, I'm like, well, if it's over this number, uh, you know, it's, I've, I've, I've done okay. you know, yeah. yeah. So it's giving yourself grace too yeah. and realizing that um, there's like, Rhythm and rest. I've, I'm, I'm sure that I didn't come up with that. That's from a book or something. But like, there are seasons in life where you're in a rhythm, and you're and you're productive and you're moving, and then there's a rest where yeah. you have a second to kind of breathe and evaluate, and hopefully those come equally in life, but they rarely do. It seems like it's a lot of rhythm and a little rest. And yeah. um, our lead pastor, our friend Steve, he he he's told me before especially early on in ministry is talking about moving the fulcrum, like imagining a seesaw where there's a a pivot point in the middle in a perfect world. It'll balance, you know, work life, family life and all that will kind of jive. But there are seasons where you have to move the pivot point so that the seesaw dips towards family or it dips towards work. And, uh, uh, this week, mine took an unexpected dip towards family. We're mm-hmm. we're having some health issues uh, in in my extended family, yeah. and uh, it's required me to um, change all my whole schedule. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm thankful for the flexibility in my life to be able to do that. Sure. But I think coming on the heels of a big conference, I was really excited about the empty week I had right, right. this week, and it's like no, 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 no. And so I think. To, if I had a point with these disciplines, it's just like giving yourself a bit of grace, being able to zoom out and read the terrain of your life and what's going on and knowing that we don't want to be theoretical. We don't want to be like Pharisees about it, but we right. do want to love it uh, enough to carve out the time and the intentionality mm-hmm. to make space, even no matter how busy our life is for the spiritual discipline of reading God's word. Right. Right. And uh, one thing you said there, you said, and you love it. Mm. Like often that's, that's the, that's the one thing that keeps me. The driving force. Keeps me going is, is the driving force that I've, I've come to a place in my life where I love that. Yeah. Not only reading scripture, but, but that time, that time, time with the Lord and uh time that's set aside. 
Yeah. That wasn't always the case in my life. Oh, sure. And it's, it's gone through cycles. Right. I mean, it really has. Uh, but this last cycle, I guess, has really mm-hmm. hung on, yeah. you know, which is, which is cool. It doesn't mean you, that I still don't, uh, have days where mm-hmm. it just, it just didn't happen, you yeah. know? Or, or you're motivated by duty and obligation right. yeah. and like, that's not the worst thing. You know, I think duty and obligation are honorable. Mm-hmm. It's just, that can't be the posture that we spend our time with God through right. all the time. Yeah. Uh, I, I do remember, you know, we were talking about just before we recorded, like how some of us grew up in churches with a checklist kind of mindset mm-hmm. and it was very dutiful and it was, uh, the spiritual health was centered around attendance and checking boxes and making sure your eyes were dotted and yeah. T's were crossed. And, um, there's a lot of, uh, beauty to be found in dutiful faithfulness. Yeah. Right. But I think the thing that keeps me coming back, just like what you're saying is the love that I feel for God and the love I feel from him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard to keep returning, um, to something like you want it to be a stepping stone, not a millstone. Yeah. You know, it's a fine line between the two. You know, we, we keep coming back to read the Bible, not because it's right for us to do so, but because it makes us righteous. Mm -hmm. It like pours out the right things out of us. Right. It's living and active and, Mm -hmm. and has the power to, to transform. Yeah. But to, to show us the love of God. Yeah. If you allow it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's my, my heart for my family, my friends, uh, the mm-hmm. people I get the opportunity to, to, uh, to do life with is right. that, that we all kind of share that, that hope, that desire, mm-hmm. uh, that love. Sure. Uh, for, um, for the word and for, relationship really right. i mean it's bottom line it's relationship with the lord yeah and uh i talk with the with our our college students and young adults that uh talk a lot i don't know if i've said it on this podcast mm-hmm. but we just recently had a big kickoff uh to a new season <laughs> yeah. and so we spend time hey this is who we are this is what we're about and mm-hmm. um i I heard the terminology from uh, a church out in Portland, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just stuck with me uh, for a couple of years now that following Jesus looks like being with him, becoming like him, and doing the things that he does. Yeah. And um, and the first that first one is being with him. Yeah. Uh, Mark 3.15, uh, mm-hmm. Jesus is... Uh, calling the the disciples and appointing mm-hmm. uh, those that were going to walk closely with him and that he was going right. to entrust with the whole lot. Right. Uh, and it says, and he appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach. Mm-hmm. And uh, excuse me, Mark three fourteen. So yeah, we, we see the disciples as these people that he's sending out to do great things. Right. But the first thing he called them to was to be with him. That's good. And uh, I just love that. I love that idea. Mm-hmm. And, and that really is, I believe, God's desire mm-hmm. for us right? Uh, as, as his children, as his sure. people, as his followers. Mm-hmm. That's, that's his heart for us. I was just trying to think of an analogy or a metaphor that those things kind of help me understand. But mm-hmm. I was thinking about, you know, if we're truly in a relationship with the Lord, I imagine my relationship with my wife, like what if every night I came home, I just looked her in the eyes and say, it is right for me to be here. 
Mm. You know, like, and then we had dinner with my kids. And I'm like, I'm glad I fulfilled my duty as a dad to be here. It's like, you know, <laughs> but when we would never do that, we would right. never, that, that would be a horrible relationship <laughs> to be in. But I think we do that with the Lord. And mm-hmm. I, I'll just speak mm-hmm. up. I feel like there are seasons of my life where I've just been showing up and been consistent because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, not because it was the thing that gives me life and, and um, pours into me. Yeah, and I, I think I've been challenged the last couple of weeks. It was something you had said, and then also a text I, I had with a friend. They were talking about spending like intentional time listening to mm-hmm. God. And this is by the by, this is yeah. bonus content, yeah. I guess, but in prayer where we do a lot of talking and um, and we and we talk in a way that gives no space right. for listening. Lord, would you please do this? And, and then, this and, and then, this. yeah, and don't forget. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm 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 the first sinner uh, in that realm, but um, first offender, sinner, uh, <laughs> sinner, <laughs> for sure, for sure. But I'm the, definitely the first offender in in, in filling up every in every tiny space with talking. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so he was just saying he'd spent some intentional time listening mm-hmm. and, and how profound that was for yeah. him. And I believe you said something of the same nature a couple of days later. And uh, it was actually after the last podcast, I just mm-hmm. took some time. It was like uh, we were leading up to a, a very big weekend uh, right. of ministry. And man, I, my heart was so uh, worried um, and scattered and oh man, did I forget that? I mean, we've all been there yeah. and I'm just thinking through my list and do I need to, do these people know to come at the right time? You know, just so scattered and so frazzled. And uh, it was really sweet to just, um, I've been using this word available mm-hmm. just to make myself available to the Lord. Like I, I, I kneeled to pray right here where I'm sitting now. I didn't, I didn't say, I just said, Lord, I'm just making myself available to you if you want to say anything to me. Mm. Um, and I, I wish I could, and then the Lord cracked the heavens and he said, Jimmy, don't worry, (laughs) do not be afraid. Um, but he didn't do that, but my whole, everything about me felt better and changed. Like just, I just wanted to be with him for a second. I turned everything off. I, and I love, I I like to fill every waking moment with noise. I've, Mm -hmm. I've learned, Mm -hmm. um, music always something going and it was just quiet. And, uh, I've not done that. Uh, and, and I'm ashamed to say in a long time. Mm-hmm. And it was just a really sweet moment to be in his presence. And yeah. again, I didn't feel like I received any golden tablets to write any new instruction, no, no voice from heaven, but I did feel like I was in his presence and I was changed by it. Yeah. Uh, something I'm learning to do is you know, in, in the course of my day, if I'm going from one thing to another, one meeting to another, mm-hmm. to try to build in, uh, even if it's just two or five minutes to uh, for that, the same yeah. thing you're talking about. It's yeah. just to to be quiet, to center my mind right. and my heart and to ask the Lord, okay, Lord, help me. I'm shifting gears here. Right. Would you please? Uh, so you can focus on the people me. you're about to talk right, to. Right. And- we should. Please just help me be present with you. Help me be present in whatever else right. you know I'm doing. Um, and that yeah. little stuff counts. It does. <laughs> it does. Because that's relationship. That's mm-hmm. not duty. That's mm-hmm. yeah. That's good. Yeah. I, I think I think that's the marker of a relationship and not a dutiful response. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, the dutiful response says, okay, I, I did my mm-hmm. time with you, Lord. Uh-huh. See you tomorrow. Right. But relationships. Like, no, I want to invite you into like this next thing. Ch- like, I want to invite you into this next yeah. thing. I want you to give you permission to uh, change me, challenge me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I think we started talking about this and just thinking about reading scripture and uh-huh. kind of keeping up with yeah. with what we uh, with what we're reading and uh, and keeping that as a, as a goal or as mm-hmm. as a discipline. Um, and it's funny. I was thinking a couple of episodes ago. I think mm-hmm. uh, we said, "Man, we've gotten through Jeremiah, the longest book in the Bible." <laughs> Guess what? We weren't done with Jeremiah. No, not at all. <laughs> and it is still the longest book in the Bible. <laughs> And it's still yeah. the content is 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 challenging, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, as we're one 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 overarching theme I've seen in the book of Jeremiah that I think is neat um, is Jeremiah, and this is you know the Jimmy commentary version. Yeah. Um, I bought that one. But <laughs> I don't recommend it. <laughs> it's on the bottom of the Lifeway bookshelf. <laughs> Uh, and they closed the Lifeway, so you can't, it's not available. <laughs> um, but so Jeremiah, you know, uh, it just struck me that like, okay, how long did he serve as a prophet in Israel? Well, it's 40 years. It's like, oh, well, 40 years, like that's kind of a hat tip to Moses. You know, mm-hmm. Moses served Israel um, uh, for 40 years and his work was setting them free from captivity in Egypt into the promised land. Mm. And then poor Jeremiah, he's the bookend to Moses in that we now seeing the Southern kingdom fall and the second diaspora come into play. And he is um, taking all Israel and they're, they're being dispersed into Egypt again. Um, And it's not hopeless, but it, it, it was neat to see that tie. And I've heard preachers say, you know, Adam came in Genesis and and he was God's man and God made him, but there's a new and better Adam. And then um, David came and he was a king, but there's a new and better David. And and all these, we've talked about it, but there's these, all these godly leaders that God has raised up that that's like, could this be Messiah? Could this be the representation of God? And, 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 and Jeremiah comes on the scene. It's like, no, no, it's not Elisha. no, but we're 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 finally finally and we're getting close to seeing the 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 truer and better everybody who is in the person of Jesus, and um, we see that in Jeremiah chapter thirty one. The back half of that chapter, starting in verse thirty one, says, "The day is coming," says the Lord, "when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah." This covenant will not be like the one I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand and brought them out of the land of Egypt. They broke the covenant, though I loved them as a husband loves his wife, says the Lord. But this is the new covenant I make with the people of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my instructions deep within them and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God. Now, doesn't this sound familiar? I will be their God and they will be my people. This is you know, what he intended when we were reading back in Genesis, you know, um, and they will not need to teach their neighbors, nor will they need to teach their relatives saying, you should know the Lord 
for everyone from the least to the greatest will know me already, says the Lord, and I will forgive their wickedness and I will never remember their sins. I just think that's a beautiful picture of yeah, this is. new covenant that, that Jesus will be able to fulfill. Yeah, yeah. I will put my instruction deep within them. I uh-huh. will write, write them on their hearts. Yeah. And uh, I think that even applies to what we were what we were talking right. about, you know, that that right. heart's desire mm-hmm. uh, to to walk with the Lord, and He writes His word on our hearts. Right. And didn't He say they broke the covenant? Though I love them as a husband loves his wife, mm-hmm. like He's indicating the intimacy of relationship. Yeah. Because there ought not be a more intimate relationship of knowing and understanding than a husband than and a wife. wife, and yeah. and, the, and and then in the Pauline letter, I mean that that, that language is continued. Yeah. This idea of this marriage covenant, right? Um, even all the way to Ephesians, it's talking about husbands love your wives as Christ, Christ has loved the church, church and, yeah. and and loved it so much that he gave his life up for it. You know, um, so it's it's a it's not a dutiful relationship right. that the Lord is trying to have. It's an intimate relationship. Yeah, and I mean, we've seen that through this whole storyline of of Israel's history. Like mm-hmm. that was God's desire was to walk with Him, uh, to walk with them, and they would 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 yeah. walk with Him. I'll be their king. They'll y'all be their God. I mean, you can't get away from relationship, Mm-mm. which I find interesting because, as you mentioned, some growing up in in. Uh-huh. in with different views of God right. than that, right? God as a as a tyrant or someone, uh-huh. uh, you know, uh, a rule keeper maybe yeah. that's just waiting for us to to mess it up. Our fr- our friend Patrick was saying that that he felt like God was a banker, mm-hmm. like a high executive banker that you have to you knock on the big wooden door and open, and he sits behind a mahogany desk and is wearing the finest clothes and you, this peasant, you know, is asking for just a little bit to, you know, support your family. And, um, that these are kind of his, his story and not mine, but I I think I could relate to that. I mean, Mm -hmm. when you have a, a thus and so kind of understanding of God, uh, a dot and tittle understanding, a checkbox understanding of God, it's hard to not feel like you are, insignificant he is of the most significance this is by the by but when lazarus the gospel story of the rich man and lazarus where the rich man is just asking for a drop of water he doesn't understand the the heart of the father he doesn't understand the riches that are are are, are in relationship or the or the story of the talents like the one to one is given one, one's given three, and one's given five. And that first guy, that poor first guy, he buried it, right? Yeah. But he had this whole misunderstanding of who of the, the master, master yeah. was. And so I think it's like so critically essential that um, we understand the heart of the mm-hmm. Father. And the only way we can understand his heart is to have and to seek a relationship with yeah. him. And to have the spiritual practices that are indicative of that, yeah. that, help that drives that. heart. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, back a little earlier, uh, I think it's Jeremiah 30. Yeah. In chapter 30, you know, he's, Jeremiah's, he's talking about the exile and it's, and, and mm-hmm. some it's judgment. I mean, it's, yeah. and it's consequences, right? But then, uh, it says this around verse 18, he says, this is, 
what the Lord says. When I bring Israel home again from captivity and restore their fortunes, Jerusalem will be real, rebuilt on its ruins mm-hmm. and the palace reconstructed as before. There will be joy and songs of thanksgiving, and I will multiply my people, not diminish them. I will honor them, not despise them. Right. Uh, that jumped out to me, just that idea that Jerusalem will be rebuilt on its ruins and the palace reconstructed mm-hmm. as before. And I just wrote down out in the margin, I was like, that's our lives. Yeah. You know, uh, he... He rebuilds on the ruins. On the ruins, yeah. And I just, that There's a concept, song in there somewhere. Yeah. 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 Um, I just, I, I love that idea. That, yeah. And it's a, it's another story or another picture of redemption. Yeah. And uh, I think that really is a storyline of scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. That, that God created us to walk with him. Right. And we rebel and we turn against, but then he's able to redeem. Mm-hmm. And, uh. I, I just love that picture. I think of all the, of all of this week's reading, that's probably the one mm-hmm. concept that that just really kind of jumped out and, and stuck with me. Yeah, that's so good. I often say this phrase that God makes broken things beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the picture I have in my head is like a, a mosaic or a stained glass window kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, and you could draw any mental picture you want, but that's the one I think of when I think about God taking my worthless scraps and making art out of it because yeah. he's great at that. I mean, yeah. he, time and again, he shows that he can make the greatest things out of, out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Hence Jesus and his humble entry into the world. Yeah. He could have been a king on a throne with a spear and, mm-hmm. and yet he was a, a, a humble child in a manger, lowly, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I picture that stained glass being like our lives where, um, <laughs> they're sharp. They're even dangerous uh, pieces, you know, but in the hands of a craftsman, you know, you, you put those pieces together and then, uh, this is so cheesy, but then you, you the light shines through it. Because mm-hmm. even if you were to look at it in the dark, if you were to look at stained glass in a kind of a dim room, yeah. it's really not going to do much for you. Yeah, sure. But you push a little sunlight through that puppy oh, yeah. and it's like the most beautiful thing you've mm-hmm. ever seen. And I think that's that's the truth is like, not only do we have to let the Lord take our disparate and broken pieces and assemble something meaningful out of it, but then we have to let the light of Christ shine so richly through us yeah. that we're able to cast that glory back into the world. And when they look at us, they won't see um, this perfect thing. They'll see that it took a master artist to take broken and separate pieces and make something beautiful yeah. out of it. And, and it'll be far even more beautiful than if it was one piece in the first place, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that, I love that thought. And, uh, I think that's a good, a good place to leave. Sure. Uh, leave off. And if you're, if you're listening mm-hmm. uh, with this, uh, I just kind of want to speak that, that blessing mm-hmm. and may, may you get to see how the light shines through your broken pieces mm-hmm. to make something beautiful. Amen. Thanks, Jimmy. You got it. Thanks, Brian. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, we want to thank the River Community Church for sponsoring this podcast. And if you're in Cookville and looking for a church home, we'd love to invite you to come out and you can check out more about us at theriverCC.com. Thanks and join us next time on The Word This Week.